Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to today's edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakundenjingu. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus. I am your host. worship our father let's welcome the holy spirit before we start our today's broadcast father lord we thank you holy spirit we worship you we glorify your holy name father you are the king of kings the lord of lord the mighty man in battle jesus christ we thank you father thank you for another opportunity to come into your presence to glorify your holy name thank you sweet jesus thank you abba father father cover this broadcast with your precious blood blood of jesus i cover myself with your precious blood blood of jesus all those who are listening to me all those who are listening to the sound of my voice and those who listen to me later oh father lord cover them with your precious blood blood of jesus holy spirit less of me and more of you take over me oh lord jesus speak through me i'm just an instrument use me father to your glory we ask all these father through Christ, the only Son, who lives and reigns with you, unity of your Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. You are awesome. Lifted up. Awesome God. Mighty God. Today's message is communion with the Holy Spirit. Communion with the Holy Spirit. That's today's message. Let's have a sweet relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's today's message. Communion with the Holy Spirit. A sweet relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. 
It's all about Jesus. Welcome. It's Sunday. It's a beautiful day that the Lord has made. How are you all doing? Hope you are fine and keeping safe. We thank God that um, Corona, the rate is dropping. But we still have to be careful. Let's keep watch. It's only God, despite us being careful with all the masks and the hand sanitizers and everything. At the end of the day, it's only God who is protecting us. So we have to glorify God. We have to thank him. I can speak for my kids. My colleague, they all had it. I didn't have it. Right? So it's not because I was being too much careful. I just say it's God's grace upon my life. It's just been God all the way. to church today i'm sure you went to church i was your service or mass Hallelujah. so you're having the opportunity now to to be in god's presence twice isn't that awesome it's a wonderful thing we thank god for for these opportunities that we have to worship him to glorify him we shouldn't take it for granted even myself preaching I don't take it for granted because I know it's not me. If you listen to me, each time I preach, I say less of me and more of God, more of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not by my power, it's not by my might. I'm just a vessel he's using. I will not know, left to me alone, I will not know what to say. Or probably I will preach for five minutes and I will run out of content. Right? But I preach at times 20 minutes, 30 minutes, even an hour. I'm the one who at times I'm holding on like I have to do things with the kids. I have to go out. I have to do this, you know. Left to me alone, five ten minutes, I'll run up everything and I'm done. But it is the Spirit of God that is doing it. So I go and I listen to all my messages and I don't take them to, for granted. When I listen to them, I'm like, wow, I said that. That's yeah, you know. So I'm surprised at times at the things that I preach myself because it's not me. I'm just sitting here, and God takes over me. His Spirit speaks through me. So when you have, each time you have the opportunity to listen to a servant of God, don't take it for granted. Don't take it. Even if it's your sister who is ordained, is called. Don't say, is it not my sister? Don't they say familiarity bring content. Then the, 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 the anointing upon their life won't work for you. That's why even Jesus himself could not do much miracles in, in his hometown. Because they were like, is it not Jesus? We know him now. The sisters and brothers, they live amongst us. He's not the, the carpenter's son. Mary, the mother, Joseph, the father. We know them. When did he start? And now he's, you're saying he's a what? A prophet, as they used to call him. They didn't even know he was a son of God. He's a great prophet. And we know him. But in other towns, he worked miracles. He worked in ways that were surprising and amazing. 
And if you even read the Bible, people say, what? when he preached in the synagogue, they say he preached with so much authority. They've never seen a man who the demons, the evil spirit, will he will command and they will listen, they will bow. So people you know who are called by God, don't be familiar with them. Don't say when they are preaching, know that it's not them because we don't have power of our own. We are just a vessel. Christ can use you. God can use you if you make yourself available. He can use you. And if it's your destiny, he will definitely use you and it will come to pass. You know, so don't take it for granted. Don't like, ah, I know this one. This one also wants to preach. Who are you to preach to me? I beg. Have you finished doing this? Or you start recounting their, their sins or start talking about their past. You used to be this. You used to be that. People do change. Even the Bible says all things have passed away and they are now new. People do change. I was never born a preacher. I didn't go to any pastoral school. God himself ordained me himself. He called me. He told me himself, I've called you to go and preach my word. Go and liberate my women. <clears throat> and now I can see why most of the people who listen to my messages, if I go on Spotify and Anchor, 100% of the listeners are women. 100% are women. He said, go and liberate them. It's my messages are attracting mostly women. 100% everybody who's listening to my messages are women. The statistics are there because it's a place where you press, you see the statistics and the country. You know, if you want to see the country, even the age group, I think I have 20, 28% there about is between the ages of 24 to 28 and the 80 percent or so is between the ages of 35 to, to 44. so i have all of those analysis there you can see it and you check and you know which country what percentage you listen in which country and the group of people the type of people 100 percent everybody who listen to my message are women <laughs> now i know god called me and when he called me he told me say go and liberate my women go and liberate them my daughters go and leave the word he uses say women women so now why i see the ministry is attracting women i just started i've been preaching for how long now a month the 15th of this month will be exactly a month that i started preaching on spotify though i've been preaching on the radio not long also april i started there about not long that I've been preaching. In all, we can say two months. There about a month, and I know Spotify started on the fifteenth of uh, last month of May. That's when I started pre preaching on Spotify, and I've been to the radio, Nassim Radio in Dusseldorf, also. I'm supposed to preach there this month, but since we are relocating, they are moving to a bigger building and a better location. That's why this month I haven't gone there. If not, I've, I would have talked of my, my preaching also on the radio. But that's where it all started. It all started on that same radio. Okay, so let's go into our message. We are talking of um, today's topic is communion with the Holy Spirit. If you are just tuning in, you are welcome to another edition of Jesus is the answer. I'm Kathy Ekakunden Jingum and I'm your host. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus, ordained by God Himself. Right? Yes. 
So I would like us to read from the book of John, John 14. Mm-hmm. Let's take 15 to 17. <clears throat> if you love me, excuse me, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He is a spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him. But you know him because he remains with you and is in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that was Jesus telling his disciples that he will go, but he will not leave them as an orphan. And even before, if you read further and before now, you see that that's what he was telling his disciples, that the Father will send them. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He is the Spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and is in you. Who are those he's referring to that they can see him and that they know him? The believers, those who've repented, who've accepted, because he's a Holy Spirit. Holy, Holy Spirit is holy. He can't dwell in the body of a sinner. If you are committing sin, he can't dwell in you. But if you are a Christian and you are born again, you've given your life to Christ. He is in you and you will know him. So when Jesus returned, he said he is going so that his father will send us a helper. Holy Spirit, he is our helper. He does a lot of things. He guides you, he leads you, he communicates with you. He helps us in our day-to-day activities, trying to live right with God. He will tell you, you want to do wrong, he will correct you. He will re-help you to redirect your steps if you are going astray. I said it before now, I said there was a day I was talking with my colleague. I can't remember again what happened. Our boss did something, but he really messed up and we're angry. So we're there talking about him and we're talking about the thing, like he's not supposed to do this and, you know... And before you know it, our conversation, we diverted. We started talking about him like, yeah, that's why he's like this. And that, that. we started talking now some personal things. You know, we thought we're just justifying or we're talking because we are bitter. It's our right to talk. And we started talking things which were out of place. They were uncalled for. Yes, it's good to, to, to express your mind how you feel. But there should be a limitation. Talk about what you have to talk. If you have to talk about this pen is green. Argue, don't go beyond. It's just not saying, oh, that's how the same, that's the same thing your sister did yesterday or your brother or your family. Your family are known for this. They always argue. They, no, talk about this pen and with the person you are arguing. If the person is saying it's red and you are insisting it's green, say, no, can't you see? Prove your point. And if he's not getting it or she's not getting it, let go. You don't need to start bringing in people or other things that are unnecessary. So that's what we did. And before you know it, People, I heard clearly the Spirit of God said, that is gossip. I was like, wow. I was shocked. That revelation was like, whoa. I was talking to my colleague. She didn't even realize it, you know. But I heard it clearly in my head. It was, that is gossip. And then I paused and she was talking. I had to switch the conversation and just change it. I didn't tell her what happened. After a while, I tried to explain to her, but I think she was not getting it. So 
I'm like, okay, it's well, but I told her anyway. So we should know the type of discussion and communication we are having if we are born again. Because the Holy Spirit is in us. We are not allowed to involve in every and any type of communication. Because you will grieve His Spirit. And that's why it's good to have this communion with the Holy Spirit. To be in Him. To live as one. He helps you. In my situation, He helped me. He called my attention. That He stop. What you are doing is wrong. You are gossiping. And I thought we are just having a, a, a random chat with my colleague and talking about what he did and, you know. So we have to be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And at the same time, it's very important to have a communion with the Holy Spirit because he will guide you. Like that was a sin right there I was committing. And he called my attention to it and I had to, to fix things. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the best friend. He will tell you where to go, when to go. I've had so many encounters. Somebody had an occasion once. The Holy Spirit told me what to give that person. He called the person's name. The Spirit of God, I'm telling you people of God, the Spirit calls the person's name. The Spirit of God called, whispered the person's name in my ear and the amount of money to give this person. And this person had hurt me this person did something I would not have given that person if I had to go by my flesh. I would have said, oh, they did this to me. They did that. But no. The Spirit of God said it and I obeyed. So when you have this relationship with the Spirit of God, that is what it does in your life. That is what He does. He directs your every step. You even want to go somewhere there is danger, He will tell you don't go. You want to walk, you say, watch, watch your step. Probably there's something you would have stepped on that would have made you to fall or to hurt yourself. And we have to be sensitive in the spirit. So we need, a, we need to communicate with the body of Christ and with the, 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 the Holy Spirit. We need to have this communion. And the only way the Holy Spirit can dwell inside of you is by you being holy. Holy people of God. He's right there in Revelation 3.20. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my heart and open the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. Praise the Lord. He will dine with you and you in. So the two of you will be one. The communion. Communion with the Holy Spirit. The two of you will be one. He will born with you and in you. That's why I said, when we start realizing that everything that happened in our life, God has a hand in it. If you are living a righteous life anyway, if you are born again, God, he directs and is in everything that happens. And you glorify him because things will happen that at the end of the day, if you have that, that understanding, you know that, oh, he just saved me from something. You might be denied a job opportunity. You are sad. Before you know it, a better one will come. You're like, oh my God, now I see reasons. Now I know. I didn't know before this. 
I remember I was praying once and I was asking God for something and he didn't grant me that request. And I was like, Father, why, why, why? He would not answer. I prayed, I fasted, nothing. And on a faithful Sunday like this, I was about to relax with my kids, wanted to watch TV. And the Spirit of God was like, go and pray. So I was like, oh, I ran into my room. I told the kids, I said, quiet, I'm going to pray. Got into my room, knelt down, closed the door. I started worshiping. Before you know it, I started crying. And I was like, Father, why are you not granting me this? Why? Why? I've repented. I've made peace. I've fasted. I've prayed. And I heard him, as usual, very loud and clear. Have I ever abandoned you? <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, have I ever abandoned you? I was like, no, Father, thank you, thank you, Father, thank you. And I woke up from there and I thanked him and I glorified him. Him telling me to go and pray and I obeyed. That was obedience. And me going to pray and he revealed to me because I was worried. I have prayed, I have fasted. He's not granting me this request. So that was the right time for him to let me know that, my daughter, don't worry. I know I've heard your prayers, but it's not yet time for reasons best known to him and three weeks later or so something happened i was like wow no doubt god has been refusing to grant me this so when we start seeing god in everything we do we'll understand that it is very important for have for us to have this communication this communion with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in us if we are filthy, if we are guilty of sin. We have to do our best. Once you realize it, make peace with God. Don't let it be. Don't condemn yourself. <clears throat> Don't condemn yourself. Some people, when they commit a sin and they realize it, they start to weep and to weep and they will cry and they will dwell in it, Father, you know, and they will feel bad. They will condemn themselves like God will never forgive them. And this is a faithful God. The thing is, if you do it consciously, if you know that this is a sin and you do it consciously, that is where the problem is. We know telling lies is, is not good. And then you lie unconsciously. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. And you realize it and you feel bad. There is this guilt all over you and you make peace with God. He will forgive you. But not when I know. Like I know that telling lies is a sin. And I just pick up my phone. Probably I don't want to. I don't feel like going to work. I just want to stay at home. Or I want to go for coffee with my friends. Or I don't just want to go to work. And I pick my phone and I call my boss and I say, I'm sick. I'm not coming to work. Today. I'm not feeling fine. Meanwhile, I'm in my house relaxing, doing my own things, or probably going shopping. And you go and ask God for forgiveness. No, that is wrong. That is wrong. But then I give another example. Let me give another example. Say somebody calls me, I'm not in the mood to talk. And I see your call coming in. And because I'm not in the mood to talk, I let it be. And probably he calls me two hours later. And then I was like, oh, I didn't see your call. I was busy. 
and then I go back and I say, Father, forgive me. I didn't want to talk. I was not in the right frame of mind at that time. And these, you know. But even at that, why even sin? Why even say you didn't see their call? Let the person call you. Yeah, I'm sorry I did not pick your call. Punked. At times when you talk too much, you give too much excuses, you want to... That's when you sin and you lie because, and the thing is, when you lie one lie, the thing about lie is, when you lie one lie, you need another lie to back it up, and then you need another lie, and then another lie, and you entangle yourself, and it's the whole thing at the end of the day is so messy that you find yourself in a big mess, and you start to regret, and people will find that eventually. Let's. I'm sitting here now, right now. Somebody is calling me. I'm not doing. I'm not on live broadcast. Let's just assume. Probably I'm watching. I'm listening to news or. I just lie there. I don't want to do anything. And a call is coming in. And I don't have the strength to talk. Probably I know this person wants to. This is the one when he calls or she calls. I'll be on phone with them for long. Probably don't know how to summarize. Don't want to ask this and ask that. And, and I'm not in that mood. And that person calls. I'm seeing the call coming in. I don't want to talk at that time. Let it ring. Then call the person when you're in the mood. Probably the next day or that day later in the day and I call. I say, my friend, you, are call, you called me. I was there, but I was not just in the mood. That person will not be offended. If I were in your situation, in that, if I was that person receiving the call, I'd be like, okay. It happens. Once you tell me you're not in the mood, I should be ready. I just have to have the understanding that probably something was happening at that time. Maybe she was not, she has said she was not in the mood. Probably she had issues, you know. So don't think people, when you, you tell people I was not in the mood to pick your call, they will be offended. No. God has given us all understanding. They will think, okay, she said she was not in the mood. I don't know what was going up with her. The only thing I'll ask, I hope you are fine. I pray God give you strength and the grace and let him fill you with happiness and whatever thing you are going through, let him be with you. I will not be upset that somebody said I was not in the mood to pick your call. And it depends how you put it also anyway. There's some people saying, ah, you called me and you just want to answer me, I beg. I'm just there, I'm not, you know, I just want to get my peace. In that situation, I'll feel offended. Like probably I was bothering you. But if you tell me, say, Katsi, you call, I was not really in the mood to talk. I will understand perfectly. I'm also human. It's not every time that I'm in the mood to talk, to shout, or, you know. That this, you just have, you, you're not just getting it. It's fine, it's okay. So let's stay away from sin. Don't say it's just a small lie. It grieves the Holy Spirit. And if he's not with you, you are finished. Because he's your best friend, he's your helper, your companion. Your companion, he will guide you. Like I'm telling you, left for me, I would have said, no, that person has helped me. That person has done this to me. But the Holy Spirit told me to give that person. That person was shocked when I gave them the money. You know, when people do things, they know, oh, I've done this. I'm not expecting it. And then they see you. And this person started explaining things to me. Things on a normal day, they will not do it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. So it's also one thing for the Holy Spirit to lead you and another thing for you to obey. But most importantly, have this communion with the Holy Spirit. 
At times we want to see him, I'm hearing in my head and I'm having conversation with him. I'm like, like this, no, but this, and nah, this, I'm saying, okay, okay, you know. Don't you want to be in a relationship like that? You don't want to have a friend who is guiding you, who is helping you not to get into trouble? So build a good relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was going, he knew he can't be there everywhere anytime. Yes, Jesus is also a spirit, but then he was when he was here on earth, flesh, and he told the, the, his disciples, "Let me go, so the Father will send us a help. We'll send you people a helper." That's the work of the Holy Spirit, but He is holy. And we can't afford to lose him for anything. Not even that small lie. And so when you realize it, make peace with God. So I would like awesome. Those who want to say the salvation prayer, want to rededicate your life to Christ, you repeat after me. Let me lead you to Christ. If you have given your life to Christ and you feel like you want to rededicate your life to Christ or you've never done it before and you want to live to please God and you want to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. Like the Bible says, He is the way, the truth, and the light. No, the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. And we have to accept him and admit him into our life. He's standing right there at the door knocking. Just for us to open up and say, Father, take over me. I'm here. Forgive me of my sins. I want to make you my personal Lord and Savior. And he will come into your life. And when you do that, don't go back sinning. So let me read the salvation prayer and you repeat after me. And you, the heaven will rejoice. Remember that each time every sinner sins, the heaven rejoices. The heaven rejoices that they have gained a soul. So the salvation prayer. Father Lord, I come into your presence as a sinner. I confess all my sins. Please forgive me. I did not know any better. I promise not to go back to my old ways. I believe that Jesus Christ came and died for me on the cross of Calvary so that my sins can be wiped away. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Be the Lord over my life. I promise to save you forever and ever in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have said that you are welcome to the kingdom of Christ Jesus, you are now a born again. Stay safe. Live a life pleasant to God. Build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Have a communion with the Holy Spirit and don't go back sinning. Don't go back sinning. Don't go back to your old ways. Live a life pleasant to God. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide you, to help you. And read your Bible because you can only feed your spirit with the words. And the words are found in the Bible. Read your Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to give you an understanding and revelation that each time you read the Bible, you will understand the message because Jesus mostly spoke in parables. Start reading your new, your, the, the New Testament. 
Matthew, Mark, Jude, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles, and then you go back to the, the Old Testament, but feed yourself with the Word of God, with Jesus. How Jesus walked through the earth, his works, what he did. Second Corinthians 13, 14 says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all and always. The Holy Spirit will be with you always, only when you live a holy life. And he helps you to stay away from sin when you've accepted him like you did today. He will guide you. The Spirit of God will talk to you. He will whisper to you. He will reveal things to you. Not vision, not, not in your dreams. Like you are right, very conscious. Like I'm telling you what happened to me. And my colleague were talking, and he told me clearly, he said, that is gossip. I was not praying. Before now, I used to hear some men of God will say, the Spirit of God will even tell them which dress to wear. Like my apostle, Apostle Belema Billy, my mother in the Lord, she says it all the time, especially when she's having programs. She said the Spirit of God will tell her which dress to wear. The phone I was like, wow, really? I know she can't tell lies, but I was like, how? How does this work? Not until it started manifesting in my own life. And you can experience it as well. So as you've accepted Christ today, I'm happy. Heaven is rejoicing. The angels are rejoicing. Go and live a holy life. Go out, love people. Do to people what you want them to do to you. God told me that I should go and love people. Not for my sake, but for his sake. Let's remember that whatever we are doing here on earth, we are doing it to the glory of God. Jesus said, visit the prisoners, feed the, hom the, the, the homeless, the poor, help them, the sick, those in needy. And when you meet him and you say, Father, no, when did you say it's in this Bible? He said, that is what I asked you to do. When you do that, you are doing it for him. He said, whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, that you are doing it unto me, Christ Jesus. And you can't do all these things without the help of the Holy Spirit. He will help you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will even tell you exactly what to do and who to give and what to give. <laughs> ah, my sister in the Lord, Prophetess Ruth. This is one powerful woman of God. I'm calling her name now because she said it herself in her video. Else, I would not have called her name right. I would have just said it. The Spirit of God dropped it in my mind one day that I should give her a hundred euro. I should bless her a hundred euro, and I brushed it off. I was like, how? You know, can I just give her 100 euro? And I'm not aware of any situation that she's facing. You understand? Sometimes we want to know that people have some problems and we help them. So I think a few days later, that after that, I brushed it away. I remember very well, I was, drop, I was going to drop my daughter, my daughter at a kindergarten. 
So I brush it off. And the following week, few days later, because that was on a Wednesday, yeah. And then either on Saturday or so, few days later, the thought did not leave me. I think actually a week later, yeah, because the thought came on a, on a Wednesday, then I refused. Like, I was like, no, no. And then the following week, my God, the thought never left me. Like, give her 100 euro, give her 100 euro, give her 100 euro. And I contacted her and she sent me her, her bank info and I sent the money to her. I was so happy doing it. And she wrote me. She appreciated and she told me her situation, what her situation was at that time. That she had prayed to God and asked her, I was like, what? I said, anyway, it came at the right time. The previous week that I refused, probably she would not really have appreciated it as she did at that time when she, it came that she had nothing, so to say. It's not like she's, she's lacking, but she need, the money was meant for that purpose, for that time. At that time, the money came in. It was for a purpose and a time like that. And I was happy that the Holy Spirit told me and I obeyed. It's not even about the money. I was just happy that the Holy Spirit can use me. The Spirit of God can use me and say, do this. For the Spirit of God to be telling you things. That's a big deal. And we can only get to this understanding or to be hearing the Spirit of God if we have this communion with Him. We have to live in one with him. The amount of money is nothing. It's small. But my joy here was obeying God. Because if not, I would have made God look like a liar in front of her. Because she went to God and said, Father, you know, I need, I need, you just perform a miracle. I need this money to do something. Like right now, I need it right now. And God had promised, okay, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Everything will be fine. And God laid it in my heart to bless her. Probably if I've refused, like I refused the following week, God will still send some other person. But it might delay. And that will not look good. But it came just on time. Because I have this communication. This and this, sorry, this communion with the Holy Spirit. And then he can talk to me. He can tell me things. He can direct me and order my steps. So it's very important for, have to have, for us to have the communion with the Holy Spirit. So I'm happy that some of you have repented today. And those who have not repented, I pray that God will touch your heart. You will repent and rededicate your life to God and live a life pleasant to God. Go out, spread love, share love, just because it's the right thing to do. And when the Holy Spirit whispers to you, or the Spirit of God tells you to do something, do it. Don't disobey. Because you'll be disobeying God, and you'll be making, you don't know why God is telling you to do that. You might not know. When He said, go, go. When He said, do this, do it. So on that note, as we part our ways today, we'll meet again. Stay blessed and above all, live a life pleasing to God. And don't allow anybody to stand on the way of your, of your salvation. 
Salvation is personal. Let nothing or anybody be an obstacle for your salvation. Whatever you do, know that this place is not our home. We are passing by. And our aim is to make heaven. That after living this life here, we want to live, we have to live and want to live a better life in heaven. This place is not our home. I wish you all a blessed and a happy Sunday. Take care of you and I love you all. Until we meet again. Bye-bye. I'm Kathy Eka Kundenjingum. Have a blessed evening. Bye-bye.